Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. This week, I learned that information overload is so real. I have been trying to improve my business, so I've really been taking a deep dive into looking at it, assessing it from all angles, and seeing what I can improve. And the most glaring of my tasks is marketing. I'm not good at marketing. It's one of those things I struggle with, which kind of sucks because it's so important. But in trying to be better and do better, I'm trying to see how I can improve it. So I went to our good friend Google and typed in marketing for social media. And if I tell you guys I was overwhelmed, that would be an understatement. Way, way, way too much information. Articles telling me why I should do it like this. And right underneath another article telling me why that way that the first article said should never, ever be attempted. And I didn't know what to do. So I closed my computer, took a step back and thought of what I could realistically do, what I'm looking to improve on. And based on a foundation, I went back to Google and to other resources with a more specific search criteria, and I found that it was much more helpful. So even though we need information, having way too much of it available can actually be more detrimental than beneficial to the things we're looking for. Because if you don't know where you're going, you're going to be somewhere in the middle being pulled in every single direction, not knowing who or what to follow. So that's what happened to me this week. Now I have better information, more realistic information, and hopefully you guys will start to see the change in my marketing and in how I operate my business from that perspective. For you guys, I hope you had a chance to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were not everything is worth the wait. And I find that the best way to determine what is worth waiting for and what is not worth waiting for is to really take a step back and pause and assess the situations that you're in. Sometimes we're pulled in a certain direction towards acting a certain way because of factors outside of the decision itself. For example, if you're in a situation where you're getting to know someone, let's say, and determining whether or not you should have the patience required or you should leave and you're feeling yourself really pulled towards having patience, if you step outside of that situation, you might notice that the pull for patience could be coming from a fear of loneliness, not even from assessing the situation and justifying whether or not it is worth your patience. But when you take that step back and you assess, you give yourself the opportunity to really look at what it is that is moving you. And if it's not based in something related to that situation and it's based in external factors, you now have the opportunity to remove that external factor and look at the situation and determine if your behavior is justified for the situation itself. So I really hope that helped you guys and that the episode on patience really gave you guys some perspective and ways to look at the whole concept of patience because as I told you, it's one that I really struggle with and one that I know a lot of people around me really struggle with. So 
I really hope that helped you guys. This week, though, we're going to be talking about plateaus, how to get unstuck in personal life, your business life, and in relationships. So plateaus are being stuck. When you're in any situation, the hope for the most part is that you're on a steady trajectory facing up. There might be some downs, of course, that's part of life. But for the main part, if you were to graph it on a chart, you're going from better to best to better or up and up and up. But when you hit a plateau, it's usually extremely mundane. You notice that there's no growth. So you're not going up or you're not going down. You just end up with a straight line. Your input, no matter how much it is, doesn't change your output, which is usually the hope. If you're putting in more energy, your hope is to receive greater on the other end. Because if you're putting in energy and it's not increasing what you receive, it's usually very uninspiring. So a plateau is pretty much being at a standstill. In your personal life, you can see plateaus in so many different places. One of the most common is in fitness. When you're working out, when you start, you feel sore that first morning, you're seeing the gains or you're losing the inches. And then two, three weeks later, you're doing the same thing and there's absolutely no results. And when you hit a plateau in your personal life, it often leaves you feeling extremely discouraged because why are you going to continue to try and, and try very hard to not get any type of result whatsoever? In a relationship, on the other hand, when you hit a plateau, it can leave you feeling extremely bored and uninspired by that relationship. And ultimately, it leads to distance. And this can be a romantic relationship or friendship, any type of relationship where you have expectations from the other person and they should also have expectations from you. When things are not progressing at a pace that makes you feel comfortable, you kind of just leave that situation to the side and move on to other things. In business, having a plateau can be extremely scary, especially if you're working for yourself or actually even if you're working for a company, there's an expected input. A certain amount of input has an expected output. This is just life. And when you do not receive that output, it starts to make you look at what you're putting into it. So if this is a company and there's a situation where their input isn't matching their output, they try to counteract that by maybe firing people or reducing schedule to at least reduce the input until they can figure out how to increase the output. And if it's your personal business and you're putting in all this time, money, and energy, and you're not receiving anything on the other side, it can really put that fear in you that your business is going to fail and also discourage you from continuing on or make it extremely scary because you've kind of put all your eggs in this basket and you eat what you kill. So if you're killing things and there's nothing to eat, (laughs) you starve, you know? And the thing with plateaus is that they usually lead to a downward trajectory if we're not careful because you start off upwards and then it starts to flatten. And then the next thing is usually for it to start to slope downwards, which is failure in most parts, right? But the truth is that plateaus do happen. 
It's just that the goal is to try your best and get out of it as soon as possible in the ways you know how to, because when you hit plateau for a long time, it usually does, as I said, start to slope downward. So what I've done is I've created a five step plan to help you get out of a plateau. And this plan can be used in your personal life. It can be used in relationships and it can be used in businesses. So I'm just going to lay it out for you guys and probably create a worksheet after this that will be available on my website, tokestalks.com, so that if you really want to work through this on your own, you'll have those resources available. The first step is to take a general overview of what you've been doing. When situations are not going the way we had expected, we usually just kind of want to go straight to fixing, 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 which makes a lot of sense. But sometimes in order to know what actually needs to be fixed, it's wise to take a step back and look at everything that's been going on with relation to that event or situation, not just the one thing that isn't working. Because often the one thing that isn't working isn't just isolated into a box it's usually in some way shape or form affected and connected to many other things in your business your personal life or in your relationship that also seem to not be working as well so for your personal life if you want to take a general look if it's let's say the fitness example you're hitting a plateau with your workouts it wouldn't be wise to just look at your workouts maybe you need to look at your eating habits because if you're killing it in the gym and then killing it in the kitchen realistically you're probably not going to get the results you want and it's also important to look at things like your sleeping habits look at things like your stress levels because you could be working out eating well doing all those things but if you're under a lot of stress your body won't allow you to burn at the level you need to burn or if you're not sleeping enough you're not giving your muscles time to rest so if you just look at the one thing which is your fitness level and the plateau there, you're going to leave out a lot of the other factors that may actually be influencing that plateau more than you've considered. In relationships, same thing. Look at the relationship as a whole. Look at the friendship. Look at the patterns you've created over time and see how those might also be relating to the situation in which you feel a plateau. Same Same thing goes for business. If there's a part of your business that's having a plateau and you think you can narrow it down, look at the whole business structure as a whole, see how exactly it is you got to a place where this was acceptable or something that could have actually influenced you guys to act in a certain way that led to this plateau in a certain part of your business. If the whole business is at a plateau, even even more reason why you need to look at the whole business as a whole. The second step is to pay attention to what has plateaued. And one of the questions I think we really need to ask ourselves when looking and determining and figuring out how to fix a plateau is the question of, has that thing always been at a plateau and you're just noticing now? Because lots of times we aren't even measuring, especially in personal and uh, in our personal and relational lives, we're not even measuring situations. In business, more so you measure, right? You're you're checking the money you're putting in and what you're getting out on the other end because that's what keeps a business running. But in our personal lives, sometimes we're not even paying attention to the effort that we're putting into a situation. So there are times where we think something has plateaued, but maybe we have just started noticing it. 
And that could be because our standards have increased, our standards have changed. So you've had the same eating habits your whole life, but now you're starting to notice that you're not gaining or losing weight and you're, well, that you're gaining and not losing weight and you get discouraged. But realistically, something just occurred to you. Maybe it was a health scare or something that really got you paying attention to the situation and what it's been or in a relationship maybe you and your friend have always not really spoken on the phone and not really communicated but now that you need someone to talk to it's more glaring to you and you find yourself saying oh this relationship isn't the best because we barely even communicate but that's been how it's how it's always been from the beginning but because your expectations and your standards have changed now you're starting to notice what it is. So this is you taking a specific look into the situation that is beginning or has been plateauing and determining whether it's always been like that or if this is a new occurrence. The third tip is to ask yourself what you would prefer. And this is the difficult part. Um, it's you asking what does a non-plateau look like? So what if I if I were to get out of this plateau, what would it look like in this situation? So if I'm working out three time three days a week, my expectations are to drop five one pound a week. That would be your non-plateau. If this relationship is progressive, what it would look like is us hanging out once every other month um, or once every other week and really sitting down and talking and having a good time and connecting and bonding in your business. It would look like you putting in 30% or a certain percentage and reaping tenfold of that every single, every single month on the other end. I'm just saying you need to really pay attention to what your non-plateau looks like. And this can also involve research. You need to understand what is possible and what is realistic and use that as a tool of implementation. It's so, so, so important to know what you want on the other end as much as it is important to know what you don't want. Because lots of times you find people saying, oh, this sucks, that sucks, this isn't how it's supposed to be, this isn't how I want it to be, oh, this is so boring, this isn't progressive. But when you ask them what it should be like, they have no answer. And if you know what you don't want, but but don't know what you want, what happens is that you end up being a complainer. And complainers are annoying. <laughs> when I know you all know people who are so good at woeing is me or woe is meing to death talking about how something is so difficult, how this sucks, that sucks, this isn't going the way I want, I deserve more, I should get more. And when you ask them, what exactly do you want? What do you want different? They have nothing to say. And you do not want to be that person or you do not want to be in a situation where you're complaining and saying you want better, but you haven't even taken the time to figure out what better looks like and how you can get it. 
because people are going to get very tired of listening to you. And that plateau is probably going to stay exactly how it is, or you're going to fast track it on its way down because you're now complaining and adding more negativity to a situation that's already at a standstill with no hopes or vision for what an upward trajectory would look like, which would just leave you worse off than you were when you were hitting the plateau. So don't be a complainer. I am not a complainer by nature for the most part. I like to assess situations with a plan of fixing it. So if it sounds like a complaint, I usually have a plan or something in mind of how it can be positively fixed. I don't just complain about things with no solution because I find it personally draining to me when people complain. So I don't want to be the embodiment of the things that don't, that I don't personally like in my life anyway, because who am I to make somebody else suffer in the way that I feel that I'm suffering when someone acts like that towards me? The fourth step is to implement it. This is where you create your action plan. So you figure out what you preferred in step three. You did the research if research is required, and now you implement it. If it's your personal life, you work out, you get better sleep, you eat healthy, you watch your stress levels, and you see what that does for you. You implement a plan based on research, based on looking at the big picture in step one, then looking at the small picture of the plateau, seeing what you prefer, and figuring out how best to achieve it. In relationships, this is a little more difficult, I find, because when you're in a relationship and you're going through a plateau, it's two people involved. (laughs) And when two people are involved in a situation, it's often difficult if both of you are not on the same page. So part of implementing an action plan in a relationship, one is discussion. You need to talk to the other person or group of people and really get a feel for how they feel about the situation. Because you may think something's hit a plateau and for somebody else, they might think that everything has been perfectly fine and They've been enjoying it and they see no issues. So you need to express what you're feeling and then also discuss with them how you think it can work to be better and get their input as well. And there are some plateaus that even though it's relational, your change in behavior can kind of domino affect the rest of it. So if you're like, oh, the person I'm with is so boring They don't like to go on dates. They don't like to go to the movies. They don't ask me what I want to do. Maybe it's time for you to stop waiting for them to ask you what you want to do and to initiate the plan. So instead of complaining that somebody's not taking you to the movies, you know a movie you want to watch. You're interested in the movie. Say, hey, what are you doing Friday? Let's go to the movies. You end up getting what you want. The person end up ends up enjoying the movie with you. You're happy because you're finally doing the things you wanted to do and you're being proactive. So you're pulling yourself and pulling that relationship out of a plateau. And this is ideal. You know, sometimes when you are in a plateau, there is no way to pull yourselves out of it. And maybe it's just the beginning of the end. And that is a whole nother unfortunate, but sometimes fortunate can of worms in itself. But to understand the direction you're going in and seeing how you have power over it and how your actions and your action plan can actually be beneficial is a very powerful outlook because I hate it when we just kind of sit here and decide that life is happening to us. We're not giving ourselves enough credit. And 
for those of you who believe in God, like myself, if you sit there and say God is going to do it and you just sit back and you don't do your part, God is not necessarily going to do anything for you and you're not going to see it because if God knows you're able to make it to level 10 on your own and you're chilling at level two waiting for him, he's not going to meet you there. He's at level 10.1. So the moment you hit level 10, he's going to propel you to level 100 or wherever you need to go. But there is certain effort that's required of us and to sit here and put the blame on somebody else or feel that we're just passive participants in our life really sucks. And that will often lead to a relational plateau because you're expecting something from someone and the moment they don't do it, you become discouraged and you don't do it either. Even though you're the one who's cognizant and aware of it because you're waiting for the other person to do it. And then you get sad because they don't, even though they think everything is fine and you end up complaining and making the situation worse, whereas you have some, um, some of the power within yourself and for businesses, figuring out an action plan can sometimes be a pivot. It can be looking into ways that you haven't done this business before, or ways that you haven't operated in the research section of step three. It could be you looking at other businesses that are similar to yours and seeing what they've been doing to get success and seeing how some of those situations can apply to your business and how you guys can implement them in a way that will take you out of that plateau situation and move you back into the upward trajectory. The fifth step, which I think is most important, is to track your results. (laughs) Sometimes when you're in a plateau, the excitement of change is so distracting. So you are getting good sleep now or you found a new workout plan and it's new and you feel sore for the first two days. So you get so excited. You're like, yup, we're back on track. And that plateau, the mundane feeling, the uninspired feeling, all of it disappears because you've just kind of shook your situation and shook the ground. So you're awake, you're alert, everything's looking good. But excitement for change doesn't necessarily mean that results are happening. And I think this is where a lot of people get it confused because something new and something fresh doesn't necessarily mean it's better than the thing that was boring that you were used to. With relationships, sometimes you end up in a relationship with somebody who has a different face, different stature, different look, but they're the exact same person at their baseline fundamentals as the person you just ran away from. But because this person is new and because they talk a little different and they're spitting you those lies in a different way, (laughs) you get so excited that you don't even pay attention to the fact that am I really being, should I really be excited? And this is why you need to track your results. When something new happens, pay attention and look, take a little bit of time and see if what you asked for in step three, which is what you want your non-plateau to look like is actually happening. Don't get so distracted or caught up in the new technology, new situation, new new regimen that you forget to look at what you wanted that regimen or situation to actually bring out, which was an upward trajectory in whatever situation you're in. If the trajectory is still at a plateau, but it's an exciting plateau. This is the moment where you actually need to go back to step three and figure out what you want your non-plateau to look like again. Do your research again, then go to step four, implement a new plan again, 
and then see, come back to step five and track your results. Sometimes we get so excited. Um, with business, it's like going to a conference and somebody telling you something or sitting around and hearing a motivational speaker and you feel so jazzed up, you feel so excited and you walk out of that situation and nothing has changed. You just heard it in a different way. There were some flashing lights, some smoke, <laughs> and you're feeling so excited. But it's important that if you don't want to get back to that exact same place of plateau, you need to actually make sure, take a step back and check if you're getting the improvements you want. And if you're not, go through all the steps again. Just for a recap, the five steps to getting out of your plateau is one, take a general overview of what you've been doing. Two is figure out what exactly has plateaued. Three is figure out what you would prefer, which is what does a non-plateau look like to you? Number four is implement it, create an action plan and put it into play. Number five is track your results and change it again if necessary. So I really hope that helps you guys. I'm working on a workbook with regards to this, once it's out, most likely by the next episode, I'll put a link to it in the show notes so that you guys can order it and it's going to be free for sure. <laughs> you guys can order it and work your way through it because it really sucks to be at a plateau. I've been feeling like certain parts of my life have been plateauing, which is why I've been doing a lot of research, especially with my business into how exactly I can get back on that upward trajectory with everything I already have. Because just because something is plateauing doesn't mean you need something completely new. Sometimes you just need to jazz up what you already have and look at it in a completely different way or add some things that you'd never um, considered before to continue on the positive momentum you already had. For this week, the words to live by are just because it's new doesn't mean it's good. And this is just right off of step five, which is tracking your results. Sometimes we get so excited at things that are new that we don't pay attention to the fact that they are just a shiny version of the same disappointing thing we had in the past. And it's that moment that you need to really take a step back and assess the situation because we like to put a lot of value on new things, but we need to put value where value is deserving, not on something that's new because new is always exciting. <laughs> Getting a new phone is exciting, a new car, a new job, new opportunities, new friends, new situations. But I'm sure all of you can think of at least two or three things that were so wonderful when they were new and you gave it a little bit of time and it ended up being just as boring, unnecessary or disappointing as the old version you had had prior. And I don't want us to get trapped into the or sucked into the mindset that new is always better because what it does is constantly has us unsatisfied with what we have and also chasing after things to get a feeling that doesn't last it's just like a drug addiction where you get that high and every single time you're chasing after a bigger high because the first high you got will never be the same and by the time you know it you'll end up spending a lot of time a lot of money wasting a lot of time entering into new things in hopes of getting that adrenaline rush whereas the situation you're currently in could be satisfying if you were to change your mindset or 
getting into a new situation, you should take a little more time to really assess what you're going into it for so that you don't get bored of it or you don't end up in the same negative situations again and again and you end up running over and over again. So I really hope that helps you guys. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.